Thanks for listening to the Campus Collective Podcast. As always, we pray that this resource is a helpful supplement for you as a follower of Jesus and as an active member in your local church. We love God's design for His church, and we believe that this resource could never substitute the incredible things that come from active involvement with a community of believers. Campus Collective is a ministry of Huntington Community Church. To learn more, visit our website at HuntingtonCommunityChurch.com. Hello, and welcome back to the Campus Collective podcast series, 95 Meditations Through Colossians. I'm your host, Andrew Callahan. Where This is a Wednesday. Uh, if you're listening to this according to the release schedule, happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a great day. I'm here with Dustin Epperly. Dustin, what do you have to share with us today? All right, we're in Truth 93, and it's another difficult name to pronounce. And so once again, just a our caveat of, you know, keep keep the hate emails away. You know, it's just <laughs> it's just overwhelming this time of year to have to uh, answer all those. So if I pronounce this wrong, I'm sorry. Um, so Truth 93, here we go. It's three names and some thoughts about it. It says, Aristarchus, Mark, and Justice, fellow prisoner, someone to welcome, fellow workers for the kingdom of God, a comfort to a suffering man of Christ, and only men of the circumcision amid Paul. So this comes from Colossians 4, 10 through 11. It's another one of those just kind of greeting or ending greetings, things like that. Just love trying to find truth um, in these. So verse 10 starts like this. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you. And Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you have received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is called Justice. These are the only men of the circumcision among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God. And they have been a comfort to me. So, I love this. First thing is just Aristarchus is a fellow prisoner. These guys are literally able to share epic, you know, spiritual battle stories of their fights for souls of others for the glory of God. Something very powerful about that. Like, hey, this guy in prison with me. Really, really beautiful. And I love the thought of Aristarchus saying something like, you know, I don't know, I don't know how the cells work. Maybe they're in the same cell. Maybe they weren't. But if Aristarchus knew that Paul was writing this letter, I love the thought of him being like, hey, hey Paul, like, don't, don't forget to tell those people I said hello. Right? Like, I just love that, you know, he's writing this like, oh, yeah, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you. You know, I just love this, the, the humanity here mm-hmm. that that's definitely something people, I mean, how many times you heard someone say, hey, please tell them I said hello. Mm-hmm. And I'll admit, usually I don't do that, <laughs> which now I'm feeling a little bit convicted uh, from verse 10 here that, you know, if someone tells me to greet them, um, for someone, I probably should. Mm-hmm. And so, wow, I really don't often do that. So anyways, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you. Um, then we're told, they're told to welcome Mark. Um, I just love that, that welcoming each other is a kingdom ministry, just something powerful about welcoming a brother um, in, which is really, really beautiful. And then Paul finds it necessary to tell us that they are Jews. <laughs> he just wants, you know, wants the people at Colossae to know, these are the only men of the circumcision among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God. But I want to focus on the fact that Paul has a relationship with these guys where he calls them a comfort. These men are a comfort to me. And so I think it's worth dwelling on um, for those listeners at home. Are we a comfort to our brothers and sisters? And then how can we be better at that? And so I think oftentimes when we think of ministry, we think of maybe upfront gifts of preaching and singing and praying and uh, prophesying, whatever you want to say. Um, but man, there is something really powerful about the kind of behind the scenes gifts of welcoming in and comforting people. Mm-hmm. And that might not be something that always gets the headlines. It's not going to, you don't really know how you do a full 
podcast of just you welcoming someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's something really powerful there where Paul shows us that this is important. And because it's in the Bible, obviously it's important. But I love just being connected to these names that Paul thought a lot of these men and the fact that they comforted him uh, needed to be known. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important for us today too. Yeah, and I, I do wonder, and I guess there's not really a particularly uh, sure way to know this, but I do wonder if them belonging to the circumcision, uh, as in that them being fellow Jews, uh, was a particular comfort to Paul. Like I wonder if there was just, mm-hmm. like kind of how earlier we touched upon um, Onesimus, it says of him in verse 9 that he was one of the Colossians. So they sort of had like this national camaraderie. And so I do wonder if uh, them belonging to Jewish culture, mm. if their sort of camaraderie with that was a particular comfort to Paul as he's traveling abroad uh, among Gentile peoples. There's many different cultures I'm imagining he's interacting with. Uh, I, I know, from, for example, that anytime missionaries go abroad, uh, it can be sort of disorienting, I suppose, uh, to be displaced from your own culture. And so, and I guess I guess I can speak from my own experience. So when I when I've gone abroad, there is sort of a comfort, I guess, to running into a fellow American. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like hey, you know, like you kind of have this sort of uh, camaraderie. Like you feel like you understand each other a little bit. Uh, you feel kind of lost in the new culture, perhaps. And just seeing another American uh, is, in some sense, an ease. And so, of course, we. Uh, elevate Christian brotherhood above that. And so imagine then uh, that we not only see, we see a Christian American, I suppose, abroad, that there's an extra level of comfort there. And so, uh, (laughs) I mean, it's kind of, it's just kind of goofy, I suppose, but it kind of speaks, I guess, to our humanity that like this sort of shared background, shared culture uh, gives us this uh, base camaraderie. Of course, it's a lesser camaraderie than we find in the gospel and in the body of Christ. But Paul himself seems to have been comforted uh, to be in the company of Jewish people uh, who understood him and he understood. Well, and he's doing so much ministry among polytheistic pagan cultures that it was probably nice just to talk about, you know, monotheism or the Torah mm-hmm. with someone yeah. <laughs> with his background. You know, there probably was a sense of like, hey, let's talk some Old Testament right now. You know, uh, that's honestly a crazy thought to think about. It's like that it may have been that these uh, Jewish believers would have been so much more versed, if not exclusively versed, in the Old Testament. Of course, they didn't have the New Testament. Uh, They only had the Old Testament. But I do wonder how much the new Gentile converts knew of the Old Testament. Probably very little to none, uh, other than what Paul had himself taught them. And so I can, you're, you're very much, that's a really great point to consider that these are not only Jewish people, but these are the only people who have, uh, who have sort of a, a study in Old Testament scriptures. Yeah. yeah. And of course, I don't know exactly how that all got dispersed, how mm-hmm. quickly, you know, yeah. the Old Testament scriptures, but I think the point still stands. There would definitely be no, uh, you know, common understanding or yeah. like, you know, one God, you know, that would be crazy for a, for mm-hmm. a Gentile believer or, you know, a, a Gentile convert at that time. That's mm-hmm. part of their worldview reshaping when they believe in Jesus is, well, there's one God. And so, mm. you know, maybe there's something there. Yeah. All right, well, we'll wrap the podcast up with that. I want to say that Dustin and Andrew greet you. Uh, make sure to pass that on to whoever you're with today that we greet you. To every person that you meet. Let every, them know we every said person. <laughs> We greet you. We, you have received instruction concerning this. If, if you see someone, let them know. Thank you for tuning into the podcast today. We hope you'll join us tomorrow as we continue through our series.